Great. Yes, yes absolutely. Do, do do it up front. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know what else will we do up front? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixlet. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. Once again, that's right. As always, Phil's back. He's back in the back, saddle, bitches, baby. Yeah, he is a, he's here, and he's got a he's got a kid, and he's got a new <laughs> have a house. child. He has a child. <laughs> yes, a oh. new home, a new child. Uh, same old cats. Same, same cats. Wife. The so, cats have, but, have not changed. No, the cats are, well, God, no. They actually, you know, we moved here, and it just anybody with cats knows what I'm talking about. That from speaking of which, you little jerk. She had to get up here and sit on my notebook. Yeah, um, you're talking, so she's got to listen. Changes. She's yeah, like, I'm part changes. of the show. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, they 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 always, the, the adapting to a new space is always interesting, but like the first night, Jonesy immediately was strutting around here going like, no, I own this place. This place is mine. This, this, this is, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was Ripley that was hiding behind toilets and shit. But she she uh, she came around. She's in a she's in a much better place. I think she was feeling because I'll tell you, Jonesy's our more standoffish cat. Yeah, Ripley is our our little cuddle muffin. Uh, and so we thought that Jonesy was going to be a problem with bringing a new baby into the house, and Ripley would we would have to like just remind her not to smother the baby. Um, but it was the other way around. Jonesy actually has no problem with our son and, uh, and Ripley sees him as competition and she's oh only, yeah, she's like, cause she's, cause she's a mama's girl. She loves her mama so much. And she sees her holding this new little baby yeah. and she, get, oh, you, she just, she gets so frustrated. Uh, but, but she has been coming around and, and she'll still get in your lap. You'll be holding the baby and she'll get in your lap and you're like, great. I've got. I, I am so hot right now because I'm yeah. just a fat cat in my lap and this baby, which basically works as a space heater yeah. uh, in my arms. And uh, and now I'm going to be dehydrated and die. And I just, no, this family can't afford that because they're all relying on me now. Uh, and, and we accidentally became a family from the 1950s. Everyone's relying on my salary. I don't know You're how this happens. You're wearing a bolo tie. It's true. This is the what bolo tie I wore at my wedding. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. right. That's my 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 wedding tie. Mm. Yes. We both sipped our drinks at the same time. See, well, we're still in sync. We're still in sync. And 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 for 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 all of you at home listening, uh, it is as we record this Valentine's Day, and we are both married with children, and we stopped all of that to all come that over nonsense. here. All that nonsense to come over here and reunite for this show because we love each other, and that's what how is it more works. romantic than that. Nothing. There's not a goddamn thing. No bromance. Out bromances are bromance. Period. That's right. That period. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, Phil is back, so that means it's uh, it's a it's it's kind of like a new season on Pixel It. Yeah. 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 That's good. yeah. Like kind of an unofficial new season. I think I think that makes sense. Official, unofficial, you know, it's yeah. it's fresh. It's it's spring almost. I mean, got another month. Yeah. And a month and seven days to be exact. Month, month and some change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's, but it's ba- but look, global warming. It's basically spring. Let's be real. It's basically uh, spring. It was eighty real, the other people. day in Florida. Oh my god. Well, yeah. The only reason it's, Florida exists for people to live in is the nice uh, winter. 
and yeah. it's not anymore. Uh, it's not anymore. It's 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 an uncomfortably hot, humid w- winter now. Nothing. So with that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna add sprinkle some other stuff in there. You know, we're gonna we're gonna sprinkle it around. Uh, so yep. you're gonna see some more activity on our social media because Phil is no longer working in social media. He actively yeah. is going to start enjoying doing social media again. Yeah. There's funny. It's funny when you don't professionally do social media uh, 80 hours a week. Uh, suddenly, you're like actually kind of interested in doing it for the projects you really do give a rat's ass about. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see some Instagram posts on Wednesdays with you know a little mm-hmm. carousel action uh, for yep. the providing visual context for the episode that just dropped that day. And then on Thursdays, mm-hmm. uh, we said we're gonna do a what are you playing on Thursdays. You'll see. Uh, a carousel of the what are you playing uh, up on that you know sweet sweet Instagram feed. So yeah, go it ahead. never ceases. T- it never ceases to amaze me how many of you people like uh, we we do an hour of a show and then we get into what are you playing and that's immediately what people jump on. They're like they're like oh you're playing that I, which I get I understand I want to know I what am. everyone else is playing too. Sure. Uh, so we are going to have. Uh, we're putting it in order, so we're going to have an actual list of the games along with some visual aids uh, to help you uh, understand what it is we've been playing uh, and remember so that you can go back and maybe put it on your wish list uh, if that's if that's something that interests you. Throw it on your, your spicy little wish list, you know? Do you, it, baby. You sexy little babies. Yeah, that's the name on. of our fans, right? Sexy little babies. The sexy little little babies. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's how I've always thought of them. That's uh, that, yeah. I don't know so, if that's okay to admit. Uh, what are we reading today? <laughs> <laughs> well, good news, ladies and gentlemen, because the beautiful beautiful people over at Simon Schuster uh, reached out to me and and got us advanced copies Ayo. of the new Halo book, Epitaph. By our girl Kelly Gay. Kelly uh, Gay, one of Kelly our favorite Gay's authors back. that we've read on this uh, channel. We've talked about Kelly Gay before. Absolutely, uh, she's, she's a hell if, of a If you don't remember, she's the one who put she's the one who put the Vietnam in Halo. She put uh, that Vietnam uh, right back in there. Good lord, <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was ever missing, but she put it in. She put and, it in, uh, in there with Rubicon Protocol. She really. Yes. Uh, He's like, hey, would you like a would you like a story where everybody pretty much is like dead by the end? Would you like a yeah? Would you like one of those? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really depressing. Here's yeah. some fan. Yeah. Here's a here's a book. Here's a character. They're yeah. gonna be a fan favorite before the end when they oh, die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm Kelly Gay. You'll and hear. You'll you'll see. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll see my face in your nightmares. Uh, yeah. So. We've got uh, we've got the the latest one. It sh- it will be out, uh, I believe, the week before this airs. So it'll be brand smacking new. Let me double check though on that to make sure because I don't want to. He's tell double people. checking because we like facts here. We uh, love we also, facts. We love facts and we love feelings equally. Equally, um, both are I valid. Like to, I would like to say facts do care about your feelings. I think they I think they would if they were conscious. If they were, if they were uh, a conscious entity, I think their default yeah. choice uh, would be the e- empathy towards the feelings, because feelings are are facts as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, this should be coming out on the twenty eighth of February, and that means it'll be the day after this book has released. So uh, get out there if you if you like what you hear. As we've always said with these, we we are not 
covering everything. We don't we don't go into the uh, you know uh, it, there's a lot of reasons to read these books if it's if it piques your interest. So get out there, pick up Kelly Kelly Gay's latest book uh, because uh, uh, without cutting to the chase too hard, this one's pretty good. It's a pretty so, good book. Pretty Halo good. Epitaph, uh, mm-hmm. and as you can see, if for those uh, Halo uh, Halo familiar peeps. I am I'm despite having read like five or six Halo books so far, still didn't know who this guy was. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is the didact, and he's more or less, I guess, what you would call a the 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 BBEG, the big bad evil guy. Uh, I guess aside from Cortana in present day day uh, Halo verse stuff, right? Um, right. So I think that's that's kind of. Uh, something to to keep in mind there um so before we get any further i just want to tell you all about a wonderful website <gasps> oh tell me all about it it's a wonderful website and it's called patreon.com slash pixelit pod uh you can go there and you can right now you can go there and you can sign up for free and follow us on there for free and get up free updates, free updates from me and Phil. But if you are so inclined to get just a little bit more, you know, you, you are like, you're the kind of person who has a baked potato and you put some butter on it. And now mm-hmm. you want some, some like sour cream. You want mm-hmm. the sour cream. You give us a little, give us a little bit of money. You know, $1 yeah. gets you in, gets you in for the, the basic level of posts. You know, Phil is putting up his book reviews on there. Yeah. That gets, that gets you in there. You know, $5, $5 will give you bonus episodes and $10, $10 gives you a shout out and our eternal Dude. love. Dude, that's a pretty good price for a shout out. It's a pretty good pr- price for a pretty shout out. If, I'm, I'm, and, and you know what? All of these come with the discord access. Including oh, free, yeah. including the free. You can you can you can go there on our free and click and join the disc, join our Discord and join our join the conversation. We're giving it away for free, Kevin. What are we crazy? What are we nuts? It's what are we it's, nuts? It's free real estate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first five of you to join our Discord, I'm gonna club this baby seal and. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna devolve the rest of the episode into a tim and eric sketch pretty um, much <laughs> low prices i've got uh, the lowest prices <laughs> i missed this show you know um, you know what the worst part you know the worst part though is i listened to i've been listening to every episode uh, uh with our guests and everything and the worst part has been the quality level of the guests. It's it, it, you. It's it's like you were threatening me uh, uh, in a way. It was just like, hey, by the way, you can be replaced. Check this shit out. Like, fuck, he's right. Okay, awesome. Oh, you are irreplaceable, <laughs> sir. There is no way I could have replaced you, and neither oh. would the people that pay us ten dollars a month. They would not not like that either. We got friendly friend. We got Jesus Loves You, and we got Ruthless Mutter. Thank you so much for being our top ten, top tier $10 a month geek scholars. And for that, you get a sweet, sweet shout out. We love you. We love you. We love you. You Lord. know what else I love? 
I What's love that? putting bodies into a marsh. Oh, let's put this body in the marsh. Love it. Bam. All right. Halo Epitaph. What are we doing here? What's this book about? Halo Epitaph by uh, by Kelly Gay. Uh, this one basically uh, uh, starts out. This is this is a unique book, and I'm gonna up up front say this because this is unique, especially for our Halo books, because it is almost like a one act play in a weird way, where it's like the setting is the same. Uh, at least so far, as much as I've read, usually with these Halo books, we're hopping and popping. We're up in the naval area. We're down on the boots on the ground. Yep. Yep. You know, we're hell diving. We're doing all kinds of stuff. This is just we open on uh, a planet, basically, uh, where a being essentially gets reconstructed like a new sun. Uh, uh, this person has no memory of who they are and finds himself on this desolate desert landscape as far as i can tell so far we're never leaving it uh it's, <laughs> it's we are 10 the, chapters in uh by the end of this episode yeah and we have not even can like it's we're not leaving it it's this is it's, this is where we are this man is where we are. Uh, <laughs> this is the waiting for godot of uh, of the halo universe <laughs> so uh this figure contemplates how much, uh, 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 he, well, first off, realized that not there by choice, not thrilled about, uh, his, uh, his locale and begins to contemplate how much marching in the desert sucks. Uh, it's, it's one of the first things, and this will, this will be important later on, uh, little memories start to hit him, but otherwise he has no memory of who he is, what he's doing there, uh, gets these little memories, can't put them into context, uh, and then collapses in the sand in exhaustion and sees a group of flying creatures that stir his memory and then finally remembers their name, uh, Rang Mejos. I'm, I'm assuming that's how you say it, Rang Mejos, uh, which, are, which are these kind of pterodactyl-looking things. Sure, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that'll float up above the game, I think in Halo 4 mostly. Um, he realizes he can't be in the physical world. It's too wrong seeming. It's too liminal. He's somewhere else and he has no idea. He, the guy needs a goal. Let's face yeah. facts. He needs, yeah. he needs something to do. So he sees a blue light off in the distance, not a green light for once, not, uh, in, a, not an orgastic green light. Yeah. Off, off at the dock, off uh, at the end uh, of the dock. Thank you. No. F. Scott. Thank you, Scotty. <laughs> Uh, he sees a blue light somewhere in the distance and it kind of, he kind of focuses in on that, uh, before falling asleep on a sand dune. And, uh, we get this quote. He dreamed of fire from flesh to bone. It ate away at him, ripping him apart one layer at a time, tearing and burning stripped, pulled asunder until even his consciousness peeled free. And he was nothing but writhing, screaming, Embers, and that's chapter one. That's chapter uh, one. <laughs> We've He's, got a man who doesn't know who he is. All uh, he really knows at this moment is that he exists, mm -hmm. kind of, and pain, and pain, <laughs> pain, and he even dreams of it. Hero dreams of sushi. This guy dreams of 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 pain, and uh, and 
you know, we all dream that Sisyphus must be happy. Yes, exactly. Because we have no choice. Uh, <laughs> so chapter two begins and he awakes from a nightmare and then just continues this death march into the night. Basically, uh, the blue light in the distance is keeping him going. He still gets these memories, these little flashes of memories that keep going. He knows that he should be able to basically do anything like the idea of climbing a, a, a dune on in his bare feet uh, with his legs like some kind of pleb. Uh, it makes no sense to him. Uh, it's very uh, Back to the Future too, uh, when he when he's playing uh, Lone Gunman, and they say yeah. you have to use your yeah. hands. <laughs> this is a child's toy. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly. He knows, so he knows that he should be able to just kind of like fly or will himself up there or something, and he is just caught in the ennui and the drudgery of being a mere mortal. Oh, yeah. poor mm. guy. Um, he sees uh, simian-shaped creatures in the fog. They're enormous. They're made of metal, but they're pitted and broken down. Uh, and he knows them somehow and feels despair uh, when he's around them. And he remembers them as war sphinxes. Um, yeah. And he touches one of them and reality shifts. And he finds himself in a new place in time. He's in a battlefield littered with the dead. He's now in armor. He's been here before. He is he is living one of his memories, essentially. He knows now that he is a forerunner and that this is part of a war against humanity. Um, Human humanity must die. Exactly. That is, that is his new motivation. Blue light, humanity must die. Uh, <laughs> so... He knows he's lost a lot of soldiers in this battle, including two of his kids. Uh, he's a warrior. Uh, what is it? Warrior servant. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the classes of his race. One of the forerunner. Uh, yeah. Forerunner. Yeah. And it's just his cast, basically. And they're, they're there to just to, to kill and chew uh, space bubble gum. Yeah. And, and, the, they're and all the top level of, of forerunners is Toyota. So it goes Toyota, yes. forerunner, yeah, yeah. warrior yeah. servant. I mean, that's, I mean, how can you beat that, 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 you know, four wheel drive? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, and happy Toyota thon. I totally, you know, I, Oh, to, to all to who celebrate, who, to all who celebrate happy Toyota thon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was trying desperately to think of a, a fun feature that might be in a Toyota. And the first thing I came up with was four wheel drive. Four wheels. <laughs> they they're all drive at the same time. You climbing that hill. You're going to want the four-wheel drive. All right. <laughs> Jesus ABC, Christ. always be climbing. <laughs> That's all they do in the commercials. We're just, we're just hopping around between yeah. plays. Uh, we're sad, sad middle-aged men. Just kind <laughs> That's of. That's all that's left. <laughs> we're, we're at that point. That's all there yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> so now this. Poor this Estragon. New... Anyway. Oh, poor guys. <laughs> Vladimir. Uh, pour one out for Estragon and Vladimir. Pour one, pour one out for my boys, Estragon and Vladimir. You know, never shows up. Our life is truly spoiler, pointless. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. For, for a nearly century old piece of absurdist drama. Uh, so this guy, 
cannot catch a break because in the one world he was feeling pain. And now in this, he is feeling grief, incredible grief. He remembers he has kids and almost immediately remembers uh, that he's basically responsible for their deaths. Um, he, he gets memories of uh, his kids growing up and happy before uh, the war and, uh, and just, just kind of desperately, desperately wants everything to be over. Please just end this. I hate this. I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. Um, and then he shifts back over uh, and he finds himself back in the wastelands. Um, and he thinks you were a father once it had mattered. Then came a time when it did not. Uh, and uh, that, that was yep. that line kind of fucked me up uh, <laughs> now that I actually am a father. <laughs> There's gonna be, there's gonna be content. There's gonna be lines. There's gonna be art that, like before, you didn't really, you know, it just kind of, it just like went over, and yeah. now it's it's hitting you right in the face. Every, it's, every you know, and and it's I hate to be that guy who like states those stereotypical things, but everything's different now, and uh, and and it's one of those situations where, you know, I'm sure you have all heard your friends. Uh, with kids say, oh yeah, the kid shows up and everything's different. And you go, of course it is. It's a, yeah, of course you, you, you believe them. <laughs> it's not that you doubt right. them. Uh, uh, but then it happens and, and people like me come up and go, no, but seriously, man, and grab you by the shoulders and just shake the shit out of you. No, like you don't get it. <laughs> everything's different. <laughs> Cats in the cradle came on the radio and I sobbed. <laughs> It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I heard uh, Rocket Man and I drove off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's all different. And this shit, and like, they bring up like, it's like being a father matters. It's like, you're good, dear, right? Uh, it matters. Meanwhile, my child is crying and, and pitching a fit. I'm like, shut up. Just, just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Daddy's uh, crying. Give me a minute. Daddy's, yeah, Daddy's, you'll, it'll happen to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, our, 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 our protagonist gets flashes of voices and laughter in his head. And the, and the quote, there is something rotten inside of you, which, oof, uh, that's, that's a bummer. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, before waking up in the landscape again, but now the war sphinxes are gone. Um, and these are things that are size of skyscrapers, so that's kind of jarring. Yeah. Um, and he, but he refuses to believe uh, that it wasn't real. However, he has come to a full understanding that A, he is a forerunner, B, he is of the warrior servant cast, and C, he had a wife with a weird ass name. Uh, let me grab that one real quick. She was a life bringer, right? A life a life worker. Life worker. Uh, life worker, which is one of the casts. I think it's higher than the war. It's, it's just different. Uh, and her name was First Light Weaves Living Song. Um, there we go. Which is no, which is no stands with fist or dances with wolves, but uh, it's pretty high up there uh, uh, on the vaguely Aboriginal sounding sure. uh, sentence names. Yeah, uh, but most, but most people just call her the librarian uh, because she's a big old fan of uh, of knowledge, of cataloging, and of ca- <laughs> yeah, you know the Dewey Decimal System. 
Yeah, I mean, well, he, that, and I mean, Dewey, he he crossed the galaxy. That's how powerful uh, that cataloging system. Once was. Dewey uh, came into existence with his Dewey Decimal System, it was such an important moment in time and space that the knowledge then uh, shot out like a beam forward yep. and backward into time and space across mm -hmm. all races and creeds simultaneously. Yeah. So uh, that's why the forerunners still use the Dewey Decimal System to this day. It's true. Uh, it's over true. Uh, several hundred thousand years in the past as well. You remember in uh, Return of the King when uh, Sauron's eye collapses and a uh, shockwave goes throughout the land and knocks all the orcs over and everything like that? It was like that, but with knowledge. Yeah. So... Yeah, so, with, a with knowledge, knowledge. shockwave, <laughs> <laughs> knowledge wave. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, wave our warrior, babies. Wave. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got dumps, uh, prom night dumpster baby stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> it hits different when you're a father. Uh, <laughs> everything's different now. Everything's um, different now. Even dead baby jokes, especially dead baby jokes. Yeah, oh uh, gosh. They're, yeah. they're somehow funnier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they're more wrong, and thus yeah. they taste sweeter. <laughs> and then, and that much funnier. I just can't say them around my wife or I get hit. Uh, oh, hey, hey, look at that. Speaking of children, we aren't talking about dead children at all. <laughs> hey, kid. Hello. Hello. There she is. Finally. Hello. The guest class. appearance we were all waiting Good. for. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, our hero remembers war and love and grief, but he's still not sure who he is. Uh, not really, uh, but is certain that the rest will come. And that's the end of chapter two. Uh, we are, this is, this is the first halo uh, that like seems to fully deal in the who am I Jean Valjean aspect yeah. of the character. I mean, we got a little of that with Master Chief in yeah. some of the early ones. But um but this is so, this is that's the whole thing. Would you say before this figure was war was waiting for him? <gasps> oh. Guess who read Blood Meridian and <laughs> And we have to, and by the way, me and Kevin, have our, uh, we've already talked about it. I read it years ago. I need to read it again. Uh, and in answer to your question, yes, we are going to have a bonus episode where we just sit around talking about Blood Meridian. Yeah. Um, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. And it soon. will wreck the rest of your lives. Uh, it's going to be seven hours long. Woo! <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I met a, I, I met uh, someone at work uh, the other day and they, they were, we, they, we were discussing children and he showed me a picture of his son. And, uh, and I said, uh, my son's middle name is Steinbeck, which, you know, named after the author. And, uh, and he said, my son's name is Cormac. And I said, like Cormac McCarthy. And he said, yeah. And I went, dude, <laughs> that is wow. Okay. That's heavy. I love it. I love it. I respect when that. do you, when do you give the kid uh, a book based on the namesake? Let him find out on his own. Hopefully. 
<laughs> he's in his thirties, comes to you and throws no country for old men at your feet and goes, is this what I'm named after? And you go, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> I was going to tell you that good, when you were right? 12, come on. I, just, I wanted to give you a fighting chance. Oh man. Um, let's see. Chapter three begins and we're still following the blue beacon. Uh, now that he can remember all this cool ass armor and advanced technology that he used to have access to. He is super annoyed, uh, that he has to do all of this stupid walking. Um, we get, we get miracle armor porn, essentially talking sure. about all the cool shit that th this armor basically provides you with everything you could need physically, emotionally, even ceremonially. You can use it for rituals. It'll calm you down when your heart rate goes up, uh, and it'll protect you from bullets, which is nice. Which is nice. Um, very and nice. Which is which one would say is the original point. Um, and uh, are you are you forgetting something? Sexually. <gasps> it yes. Yes. Because come on. That's I thought I brought that up in emotions. <laughs> because sex is emotional for me, Kevin. It's an emotional experience. It's an emotional experience. It is a feeling. Why am I still doing is, this? Uh, and that yeah. is a fact. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> so like I said, miracle armor. Um, uh, the dusty air uh, obscures the beacon. So he kind of sits and waits. He realizes that he should be hungry and thirsty. He isn't. Uh, that tells him a little bit about more of the, the liminal space that he is inhabiting. Uh, the dune underneath him collapses and he falls into an opening, an enormous sphere. Uh, images flash in the spheres, walls uh, of a forerunner battle at the last human stronghold, which is called uh, uh, Sharon Hakor, which is built on the architectural remains of the <laughs> precursors who are the creators of the forerunners. So... Uh, the forerunners are Toyota. The precursors yeah. are built Ford Tough. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very superior uh, uh, and brutal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he sees uh, uh, more of him. He sees images of himself with his wife and steps onto this planet. He enters uh, a citadel. Uh, to find uh, the the totally seriously named Fort Hensho Abarun, uh, who is a human uh, and is the Lord of Admirals of the uh, the human side of things, and um, and he remembers realizing that hu the human aggression wasn't for them specifically; it wasn't aimed at them, but that they were trying to hold back the flood. Right. And the only way to hold back the flood is basically burn everything in its path. Yep. Um, so he orders that uh, they basically order that Forchenko and all the humans in the Citadel uh, have their consciousness separated from their bodies. So uh, this is. The th yeah, this yeah. thing is terrifying. Yes, by the this way. is insane. This is the insane. The composers. So there's this device which basically. So you don't die ish you're not dead yeah but the essence that is you is is ripped from your like it's it's like a soul being ripped and all of your knowledge being ripped out of your body and then ultimately yeah. cataloged into the general pool of knowledge of the forerunners you you and all of your memories and experiences are turned into raw data 
essentially. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And the humans, and basically because of this, humans devolve back to a like pre-evolutionary hunter-gatherer state, which basically means we start over, but we used to be advanced. And as Kevin pointed out, and I literally wrote in my notes, this is some <laughs> fucking Warhammer 40K shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. It, so it's like they it says we we devolved de the humans and dropped them back on their natal world. So yeah. like at some point they were, you know, originally on Earth and we just kind of dropped them back there, de-evolved, and we're like, well, see you around. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> you won't be any trouble for another 10,000 years or so. Let's see how that works out. Oh, hundreds of thousands of years. If it's, it's, this yeah, yeah I was about to say shit. we did. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is, uh, this is like, this is highly advanced. Uh, let the kid play outside and wear himself yeah. out shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what yeah. I was saying to Phil was, and as he, his note, uh, says I, I was like th there's a way then you can turn take Warhammer 40k and mm -hmm. like combine it with the uh, Halo universe where the end yeah. of the Warhammer 40k universe is something like the flood and the uh, yeah. and and the Halo and the Halos being built by the forerunners and humans being dropped back on Earth. And starting over, and then hundreds of thousands of years later, they're back out in space. Um, uh, so <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah you can you can head cannon that if it you just, wanted to." Just, yeah, it works. It actually does fit, and they don't. Yeah, so they don't eliminate us. They just start us over. We, we start from a new game, uh, basically. Uh, which you know what I tend to do better uh, on my yeah. second run through anyway. Yeah, why uh, not? Which clearly is actually what happens here. <laughs> yeah. That's a name, uh, by see. the way, for, so, for Thencho Oberun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a name. That is, that was that, that is, that is the name, uh, that he had. <laughs> that is the I name that he had. I don't know what the hell that is. A you know, you know what I thought about it? It's like, if you're talking about crazy advanced pre hunter gather humans, yeah. Uh, before they were devolved, I was thinking a little bit of Jeff Goldblum as the game master in uh, in uh, Love and Thunder. Yes. Um, yeah. Just like clearly a human, but like this kind of colorful offness about him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, okay. So uh, our protagonist. Uh, continues into the Citadel to find a prison that contains what they call the Timeless One, uh, which claims to be a precursor um, who uh, they thought, uh, the Forerunners believed that they had all just uh, gone off and, and, and just died off or disappeared. There's this great big mystery uh, in their lore and uh, it turn and he tells them, no, you guys killed us off. Uh, you, you pretty much killed us off, uh, which who's surprised? I'm not Kevin. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised at all. The precursor. Yeah. Admits to not admits, but bursts the bubble 
uh, of our main character uh, that they were just, oh, just we just left. We just disappeared into the fog. Like, no, no, you killed us pretty, pretty brutally. And I'm one of the last ones. Um, so he sees himself discussing uh, humanity's defeat and the flood uh, with the forerunner leaders, including the master builder, uh, who successfully argues for building the halos uh, to keep the flood sealed away across the galaxy, which infuriates him. Uh, it's a terrible idea, he says, and yeah. he's uh, and because he gets shouted down, he gets exiled. Yep. Uh, which that's pretty harsh. Uh, but he gets mummified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they mummify him. Uh, and uh, put him in uh, a cryptum, which is basically that sphere that I mentioned before, uh, where it will keep him in suspended animation for a very, very long time. Uh, they're not going to kill him, uh, but boy, howdy, is he going to lose uh, uh, some of that reading time. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a real bitch. Um so he's back on the sand dune. He tries to remember what happens next, uh, but suddenly sees the blue beacon again, and it's on top of a tall silvery tower, and he runs towards it, and that is the end of chapter three. Now, it, it, for those playing the home game, uh, this is basically uh, just the longest exposition told uh, in flashback form ever. Uh, uh, but A, it's pretty well written, yeah. And B, it provides more context to this character uh, than I believe you would have gotten just playing the game. So that's yeah, because cool. it's it's less of a flashback for the reader's sake. I mean, it is all it's all for the reader's sake. But mm. um, yes, uh, it's but it's it's in service to the character, literally piecing himself back together. Yes, yes. Uh, that, that's I mean that's exactly it. He is he is literally piecing. His body, he, he put his body back together. Now he has to put his mind back together. Right. Um, so chapter four starts with him running off into the storm to follow uh, this tower. Uh, there's a sandstorm, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he sees these figures in the wind who are kind of toying with him. They, 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 give him, they pop him one and then they hop back before he can retaliate. Uh, and he finds, he, he believes they're armagers, but different. Uh, he grabs Which is one the of them. armatures are the thing from the last book uh, that were remember that the, basically the cop scene. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, uh, but they're different somehow. He grabs one of them and it changes to what he calls a Promethean knight uh, who uh, knocks him out, uh, gives uh, just totally knocks him out. Uh, and and uh, the easy way. And, uh, easy way. <laughs> so uh, he he remembers a thousand years after his exile, he's released uh, uh, by uh, by humans, uh, which is a weird feeling because he doesn't like humans. Uh, but nope. they're just people. They're people who were curious. They didn't do it out of the goodness of their hearts. They just uh, that's what happens when you devolve an entire species and don't like put you know. Uh, placeholders in, in place to keep them from like, you know, joining the stars again. They're going to go, what is right. this? Uh, right. Because we can't leave well enough alone. And uh, he learns that the uh, master builder's creation of the halo was a success in a manner of speaking, uh, but has destroyed uh, several planets and precursor architecture 
uh, due to basically misunderstanding and rebellion. Uh, uh, just, just, yeah. just endless, endless death. And uh, so he wants to. By the he wants way, to, yeah. The uh, the other person he was released into the care of was uh, another uh, uh, oh, forerunner yeah. named Born Stellar Makes Eternal Lasting. That's um, right. Another another one of those good names. We find out soon is his younger, hotter genetic clone yes that his wife made <laughs> the, the, i would say the less said about this the better but oh boy this is this is this is like this is like uh, uh housewives of uh, of the forerunners uh, yeah. uh you know juicy you can take a forerunner county oh god just chew up that conflama, why don't you? Uh, oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> so juicy. So juicy. Uh, so he goes off. He wants to, he wants to, uh, he has to confront uh, the master builder. The master builder finds him, uh, interrogates him, uh, which is a nice word for, you know, tortures him. Um, yep. He's sent into flood infested space in a stasis bubble. And, uh, and meets with the central intelligence of the flood, which is called the grave mind and his interactions with it, leave him completely warped. Uh, just completely he is a stained entity. He is yes. not, uh, uh, not of his right to mind anymore. No, no, he is, he is, he is gone. Uh, when he manages to get away and uh, returns to his own galaxy, he finds that many plants have been overrun by the flood. And at this point, we're past an exposition dump. It's an exposition o- ocean, basically. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the Master Builder is finally brought to trial uh, for violations against their honor code, which is known as the Mantle. Um, we get, uh, and we get the... Uh, is this the plot line of Halo 4, the forerunner that converts to the flood? Basically mendicant bias? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember which. I don't remember either. Uh, forgive me, guys. I'm not I'm not as up to this stuff as, as I could be, or uh, but I don't want to. Uh, I've got lots of things going on. Uh, just so much stuff. Leave, leave me, me alone. alone. I have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. Uh, they're like, well, you could have done that with the Halo books before you had a kid. Like, Shut up. Shut up. Uh, Don't poke holes in our logic. Leave me alone. Uh. Um, <laughs> why are you so obsessed with me? Um, <laughs> he doesn't so even we, go here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we run into the mendicant bias, which is a forerunner that converted uh, to fighting with the flood. Uh, it destroys the forerunner capital and all but two uh, of the halos uh, with its own stolen halo. Um, when he finally meets up with his wife, uh, for the first time who he's been dreaming of finding her again one day and all that stuff. Cause they really did love each other. Uh, he is now, um, a completely different person and, uh, all things considered, not really a big fan of her. If we're being yeah. honest. Um, yeah. 
in uh let's see it says uh, but he felt the ple- the he felt the pressure to be what she expected wanted and hoped him to be and it twisted his heart he was misunderstood betrayed and cast aside the lengths to which she'd gone to save her precious humans the enemy responsible for killing their children were not apparently extended to him during his darkest time of need she had simply accepted his fate at the hands of the master builder and never looked for him never attempted to save him from the burn uh which when you put it that way yeah yeah that's some cold-blooded shit yeah uh and and she's got the younger hotter version of you that she made herself uh so what yeah 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 Yeah. uh that's not so great uh (laughs) so uh, he's not doing good is uh, what I'm saying. He is, he's feeling serious uh, uh, jealousy of this genetic copy of himself. He is being cucked by himself. <laughs> it is, it is a lot. It's uh, a lot to take in. Yeah. It's like a James Bond thing. The forerunner who cucked me. He, uh, he, he was sent out into a portion of space that is so destroyed and overwrought with the flood that they just call it the burn. The burn. It's just part of the galaxy that's just the burn, as in burn it, like burn it. Yeah, just burn, burn it, it all down. to the ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he loses his mind there because, you know, he he he, he saw things, yeah. man. Yeah. You know? You, you, uh, you weren't there, man. He uh, he really he went through his apocalypse now. In yes, that. <laughs> yes. He did his and, the horror, the horror. And he gets there, and the grave mind is is sitting there with his shirt open, and he sounds <laughs> a lot like Marlon Brando. Yeah, it's and weird. He, yeah. And then he he cuts a cow's head off with a machete, and it's just too much. <laughs> watch that movie again. Uh, Spoilers for. Uh, apocalypse now it's yeah. kind of i mean it's one of those movies you can't really spoil Not i don't really. think you have it, to it, really yeah. experience it <laughs> yeah 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 it's spoil there's no such thing as spoiling that movie because no matter i could tell you moment for moment what happens in it and and it would still fuck your head up um when you actually watched it so uh <laughs> so yeah uh, you know he gets yeah. back and finds his wife made a copy of him and yeah. uh you know it's not great, man. It's not a good feeling. And then while he's dealing with this, uh, he can't, he can't put on, uh, you know, Sunday day real estate or American football and feel his feelings because the flood attacks their planes. Um, so he finds the digital code of all of the in stasis humans. Remember we talked about that. Yeah. Finds those guys. And puts them into Promethean war machines and calls them his knights. So we have got uh, human golems, kind of in a way. Like, yeah, uh, sure. So his wife is pissed because her whole thing is about life and uh, sustaining it and uh, and and saving it. And the whole point that was her baby, like keeping all the humans in data like that was one of her big magnum opuses she's furious with him and incapacitates him and seals him in another cryptum uh but the cryptum ironically is the only thing that protects him uh from when the halo goes the fuck off uh and destroys her 
and basically everything. The last uh, of the forerunners, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he's back in the desert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's, he's in, in, the, in the desert. It starts to rain, uh, which is always a good sign. Um, he remembers being sealed away for, quote, 1,000 centuries, uh, which I thought was just a bit of poetic license. But it turns out that is absolutely what they mean. Um as the galaxy changes. And, uh, and I apologize. This is when he was woken by humanity. Uh, he is, this is, this is when it happened. The uh, humanity gets curious, finds this thing and, uh, wakes him up and he wakes up and goes to war with humanity because he needs a project. Basically. He just real. needs a hobby. You know, he needs a hobby. He is so bored. He's been, it's, he's been in a it's bubble a hundred thousand. thousand years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He is bored. <laughs> I can't read the bridges of Madison County again. The books yeah. in this fucking sphere suck. Uh, <laughs> so he goes to war with the humans and is defeated by Master Chief, which is the end of Halo 4, essentially. And he is defeated by Master Chief. And the only way Master Chief has been trying to kill him so many times, and yeah. the way Master Chief kills him, he throws him into the midst of several composers. Yes. And those yes. things finally rip him apart. Yeah. He basically nukes him seven times or something. It's crazy. Uh, it, it, and despite all of that, he has now been somehow resurrected. And now in this moment, he remembers everything that he is the didact. And of course, wants to kill humanity. So, hmm. That's chapter Yeah, he four. remembers the important part, killing humanity. Which yeah. so just to recap, everything that he remembered was it humanity's fault. Right. Just just right. was what was which, and he knows this. He knows this. Yes. The flood is not humanity's fault. Right. Humanity was fighting the flood. And then they're like, fuck you, humans, and they kill yeah. off humanity and evolve them. And he's really just angry at his wife. I I think that's I think this is a testament to how good of a writer Kelly Gay is, because I, it's like I I never played Halo Four. I don't have right. a full context for this big bad, and uh, and it does a great job of making you sympathize with him and go, wow, this sounds really tough. This guy is going through a hell of a lot. And as over the course of what is what 40, maybe 50 pages, uh, you slowly start to go, what's your fucking problem? Like, it's just it, <laughs> your sympathy just starts to run away like like a popsicle on a hot day. It's yeah. gone. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 nuts. Yeah. Uh, so we get to chapter five. The didact knows that he is no longer part of a physical world. He knows that none of this is real. Uh, and only the, uh, legendary domain, the keeper of all information, uh, uh, that, uh, that basically works is kind of like, it's like a rep repository and like a God and like, it's, it's a it's, forerunner afterlife that they created. Right. For themselves. Right. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head fully around it, but I yeah. think it's just pretty neat. 
Um, he knows that's the only thing that could bring him back to the physical world. And so he continues towards the spire. Um, he finally makes it to the tower and, uh, he realizes that in the real world, this tower was actually what was a marker. It was a marker for the remains of the mendicant bias. Um, he enters the spire. It's like a great cathedral. Um, he sees a hologram of a war machine, which is the, uh, offensive bias. It's like a giant dragonfly. It's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. and it was what was used to defeat the mendicant bias. So it's kind of this shrine in a way to this, this great war machine. Um, he considers the fact that everyone he's ever known is dead. Um, perhaps maybe, maybe it's time to put all this shit away and just leave some room for peace. Uh, and he ends up on top of the tower when he sees a figure in white. And that's the end of chapter five. Ooh. And now that we are at the end of chapter five, I'd like to take a moment to, to, to do something that we haven't done on this podcast before. Oh, okay. Tell me, tell me. We're going to, uh, throw to products and services that <gasps> might support this podcast. Maybe. Maybe if the algorithm throws one in there. You guys anyway, should. yeah. Here's some ads. Bye. Hey, and we're back. Hey, it's did chapter you six. enjoy capitalism? Did you enjoy the capitalism? We sure did. You oh, know, yes. we're big fans. Uh, we're big fans of big capitalism fans. on the oh, show, yes. and Ronald Reagan. Love him. Loved his work. Loved. Uh, loved his loved his wife's work even more. Yeah. Uh, so just just love him. Just just a big love old to, uh, mm. big old big old piece of fucking shit. He's in he hell. He sucks. He sucks. He, he sucks. sucks so much. Just just one of one of humanity's greatest failures. Somebody uh, was pointing out that if you like looked at really anything that was that was go going wrong right now in the u.s you could it's reagan it, yeah it, it, it's an extension of the stuff reagan did yeah um, you can draw a so, direct line it's so a bad you could time it's a bad time folks yeah. um i mean nixon is not doesn't have his hands clean but you know reagan really turned it into an art oh yeah he turned it yeah, into he, an art form it was it lasted it lasted. Um, anyway, anyway, I guess I guess what we're saying is uh, join the top tier of our Patreons for a shout out on the show uh, <laughs> because we need your support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Help chapter us. Chapter six. Chapter six. Uh, the didact knows this figure in white. Uh, he realizes. Uh, that he's at the remains of the domain and the figure is uh Haruspis, which is an intermediary for the domain, kind of like a priest slash engineer. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a very, he's a, he's kind of a shrimpy guy. And there, uh, Yeah. Not, that's the thing I find interesting is that. So the forerunners, there's a lot of stuff in the forerunner, like mythology mm -hmm. uh, or lore about their mutations that they undergo over the course of their life. And one of the things that about the Horuspis is that they are 
like oh natural like yeah they actually they yeah. don't go, oh, undergo they're basically pure original uncut forerunner yeah. um uncircumcised forerunner. Un- uncircumcised forerunner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like the didact for example is a giant he's he's yeah. he's a he's a, enormous uh and and this guy is a he's a little guy just a little he's guy just a little, little guy little guy uh, but he's very smart. So he makes up for it, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they, we talk about how the fact that, uh, uh, Herispus, that, that particular, uh, uh, cast and warrior servants are basically polar opposites and have never really gotten along. Cause they don't, they, they truly don't get, uh, what the other one brings to the table. Right. Um, he touches him to see if he's real, which I found to be kind of hilarious. Um, let me see. And on this page, Herispus, he explains, uh, their state, uh, senses, reactions, feelings, all those remembered and inherent things you once experienced as a physical entity are embedded in your pattern and still very much an aspect of your current iteration. In this space, we are beings with the same internal framework, interacting within the same plane of existence. Therefore, all language is the same, and we exhibit what you would call realness to each other and everything else around us. It is why the ground is solid beneath your feet, why the air moves in and out of your lungs, and so on. Puts us on the physical put us on the physical plane, however, and we would seem not but mere shadows, if that. So he gives him an idea of the the liminal state that he's currently in. You yep. feel these things because you remember these things, essentially. Right. It's it's all a matter of your consciousness from yep. the real world being projected. Because otherwise you wouldn't be able to deal with it. Right. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> You're not ready for that shit. You're not ready to see the Matrix, man. Yeah, no, no. No one's ready for it. Especially not you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the didact finds that the domain itself is far from healed. Uh, it is still, uh, dealing with a lot of damage that's been done to it by the halo. Um, and the, uh, the Herispus admits that the spire itself is a recent occurrence as no one's really sure why, but maybe that the didact's arrival has something to do with it. Um, he says that didact, the didact needs to stay there. Uh, 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 possibly till the end of time. He kind of throws that in at the end. It's like, uh, maybe forever. <laughs> maybe forever. You might have to be here forever. Uh, and, uh, that, that's not, no, the didact ain't flying. Uh, he, that's not what he's doing. Uh, yeah. so he asks about, are there other people on this plane? Um, and the, and the Herispus kind of correctly says, uh, are you thinking about building an army? And, uh, and, and the didact's like, yeah, like, what do you think? That's what of I do. Course. Yeah. So uh, he notices a void off in the distance and the Herispus offers him a closer look. Uh, And that cuts to chapter seven. Um, As they approach that void, it shifts and the didact recognizes it as the domain. Uh, Herispus uh, warns that the interior is an inescapable void uh, and, and, and not the domain. So if you go in there, it's, there's nothingness and you're never coming out ever again. So if you actually want to go into the domain, the real domain, you need a gateway. Um, uh, we get a moment. I thought this was funny where, uh, the didact, uh, sees his reflection in the void and, uh, for the first time fully appreciates that he looks like fucking shit. <laughs> uh, he is emaciated. One of his tusks are broken. He just, he is a, he is a shadow of his former self. Um, 
he start he notices that the void doesn't really affect the Harispus. So one of the funniest scenes in this entire series of books uh, occurs where <laughs> the Didac grabs the Harispus and tries to use him um, to gain entrance. Yeah. Like it, like the, like, like the old, the old piggyback rule. Yep. Uh, uh, and, uh, and they both get kicked out and, uh, <laughs> and then instead of going, Oh, that's weird. Uh, why he did that happen? Again. He literally, he just grabs him and does it again. <laughs> he just it's keeps bad. doing it. Just keeps doing it. And uh, it's so funny. And, uh, and, and then as if in response to all of this fucking three stooges shit, uh, a gigantic uh, portal appears and an enormous construct a war uh, that looks like a warrior servant uh, exits the portal and basically tells the didact to piss off. Like, knock it uh, off, buddy. Yeah. Like, what are you fucking doing? This is not your, sh- this is not for you, man. No, no. Uh, <laughs> this is the warden eternal. Uh, and, and he basically looks unstoppable. So uh, uh, what do you think? the didact does, but he tries to sneak in behind uh, the warden eternal. Yeah. Bugs bunny style. Uh, uh, thinks this is going to get worse. And, and the warden eternal grabs him and throws him. And when I say he throws him, he throws him several kilometers across the desk. This is like the incredible Hulk throwing you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He sails so far across the desert that he passes the desert and into a valley where he hits everything hard. Like he, the, the, the sand would have at least been kind of soft. Right. But he hits where it's boulders and stones and shit. You know that, that episode of the Simpsons when Homer Simpson tries to jump the, the gorge yes. and he yes. hits literally everything. That's the didact right now. Yeah. Not only yeah. he, he got thrown so far, he got thrown beyond the desert that he started in. Right. Right. And he when, is worse than when he started. <laughs> he is further away now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's so funny. And and chapter eight opens with him just kind of laying there like like Loki after he'd been slammed into the ground by the Hulk yep. and just kind of like contemplating revenge. That is what a stubborn son of a bitch we're dealing with. Like he is he has been thrown several kilometers. He can't get up. He is almost crippled. He's lucky to be alive, and he's thinking, I'm going to kick that guy's ass. Yep. The only reason he's still alive is because he can't die, because right. he's he's in an afterlife, so to speak. Right. That's it. <laughs> so he, he has himself a nice little sleep. Uh, <laughs> sleep, coma, whatever. Uh, and wakes up at dawn and sees ghostly figures off in the distance um, and realize he figures these are probably the other living, the, the other figures that live there that the Herospis mentioned. He, he, cause he had asked, you know, are other people here? And he's like, Oh yeah, there are a lot of people here. Um, and uh, so he follows them uh, to a basin and see it's full of forerunners. They're all forerunners. They are in some kind of limbo and he feels um, just just terrible. He just hates yeah. it. He sees how far we've fallen, basically. Right. Um, he heads to some boulders to make camp, and someone starts throwing rocks at him and mocking him. 
which is great. Uh, somebody, somebody's. It's 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 like very the brownies in Willow. You know, it's like and I. It's, I stole the daikini, you know, like it's, 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 <laughs> it's like crazy. these guys are throwing the rocks at this, this formerly like one of the highest ranking people in forerunner society. And these yeah. little shits who've been probably right. dead longer than the didact is like was alive. They're right. just like throwing rocks at them. And Fuck it's you. like, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like, they're basically, they've all turned into Kuno from disco Elysium. Right. <laughs> Just, just, yeah. It's, Kuno doesn't fucking care. It's great. It, it's just, and he's, <laughs> and he's just, and he's just so confused because no one treats him this way. Like he doesn't know. He doesn't even know how to properly react to this. Perish um, the thought. Until, no, no. So finally, he 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 finds this this uh, hidden off area, uh, finds this figure, and it is the confirmer. Uh, who uh, basically sold him out uh, uh, to the master builder. Uh, so he calls him a traitor, uh, and the confirmer calls him ugly, uh, which is a nice touch. It's a uh, good touch, yeah. It's a good it's, touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chapter 9 opens. Uh, the confirmer is, he realizes, completely cracked. Uh, his time there, he seems more corporeal, uh, cor- corporeal, corporeal. Uh, then the other ghostly figures, he wonders kind of if uh, his madness is is what's keeping him a little more physically there. Yeah, uh, he gives him some some good punches uh, just to just because he wants to, but it doesn't really sacks do him in much. the gut one time. Yeah, it doesn't really. It it it's they're both just shadows of themselves. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he's still the didact still finds himself relieved to find another forerunner. Uh, there, uh, and in that, with that relief, uh, the confirmer, uh, starts to actually show regret. Uh, cause at first he was like, yeah, I did what I had to do. You know? Uh, but then he starts to feel some regret for selling him out. Right. Um, their conversation draws more forerunners. One, he even recognizes as the grammarian, uh, maybe more on him later. I'm not sure. Um, and the didact explains to all of them, cause they do not know. They ask about the forerunner civilization, what's going on out in the world. And he explains to them that this civilization's over. It's there's no more. Uh, they're either completely dead or, and the last of them left the galaxy a long time ago, uh, possibly including his, uh, his, 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 his clone, his sexy uh, little clone. His sexually, his wife is dead. Uh, he knows that he knows uh, his wife is dead. His clone pieced out and yeah. left the, the galaxy. Um, just, you know, yeah. Uh, Thanos style, you know, yeah. To, yeah. So got a farm somewhere. Got a farm uh, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the didact act in response asks them about the warden eternal. Uh, and they're basically, they, they it's confirmed uh, that guy is not stoppable. He is unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't, don't fuck around with that guy. No. He's, yeah. Don't, don't bother. Big robot man with void powers. And he, yeah. He just threw you to, to kilometers. You yeah. know? Learn it's... your lesson, please. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the confirmer does tell him that a rift had recently opened with humans camping around it. Uh, and uh, which is, which is nuts. Uh, it just, it, and kind of disgusts and uh, angers uh, the didact. Uh, and then he also suggests that it's possible that the didact's wife uh, might be around. That she might be around there somewhere in that afterlife. Um, 
Didact search the valley. He searches the valley for her, can't find her. Uh, finally gets back to the desert and uh, he sees the rift in question, uh, but avoids it. Uh, it. Just nothing, nothing good happening there yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, so instead, he makes his way back to the domain and the warden and just kind of sits and is just waiting for an opportunity to attempt to get past the warden again. And he sees that the warden is kind of observing some small figure uh, in the sand. And he looks closer and realizes it is Cortana. Fucking Cortana is Fucking there. Cortana. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the end of chapter nine. Chapter 10 opens with uh, the warden essentially denying her entry. Uh, it's a pretty good. It's a, it's a good bit. She's just like, come on, let me in. <laughs> yeah, she's she is even when Cortana's the bad guy, she's pure Cortana. She says, "Aren't you bored here?" Cortana was asking the warden, manning this gate year after year, century after century. You were made for more than this. I love it. <laughs> Come on, she's trying get, to get join my <laughs> side. You know, right. I'm doing things out in the real world. I could use a guy like you. <laughs> she's trying to give this giant construct being his bell moment from beauty and the beast. Like there must be more than this provincial life. <laughs> it's great. And the warden's not taking it. He's trying to hit her, but he can't land a blow because yep. she is a halfling with like a plus 20 dexterity bonus yep. or something. Um, Didact is watching this and the Herispus joins him. Um, and, uh, it's, he's kind of worried about why Cortana would want in the domain anyway. He's not thrilled about that, that, uh, fact. Um, he tells the didact that his wife is in fact in this plane and she is in the domain, uh, but not sure about the clone who cucked him, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> the clone who cucked me. Um, so, <laughs> um, they see a blue light cutting through the void that's been surrounding the domain and the didact is finally able to push through uh, to the other side. Uh, he, his, his fucking Larry Curly and Moe bullshit shtick actually works. Well, and it works pushes. because Cortana is distracting. Right. Like, the, the warden is off trying, fucking around trying to catch Cortana, which, dude, Cortana is a, just a literal holographic projection. Right. Right. She will and is an AI with infinite re reflexes. She will uh, you will not catch her. You're but not the catching warden her. keeps trying. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like a cat with a laser pointer. It's just it's yes. the end it, it never ends. And maybe he is bored. Maybe that's the side. He's like, he is really fucking bored. Um so he makes it inside the domain. It is desolate, uh another victim of the halo. Um he demands access to different parts of the domain. Um, and, uh, and before the Herispus can kind of like deny it for him or, or, uh, or confirm it for him, he is pulled forward by a great force. A strange hollow pop rang through his ears and the sensation of movement came to an abrupt halt. There was no color, no sound, no sensations of any kind, just the absence of everything except the sound of his own illusory breathing and then slowly another world was painted into being around them and that is the end of chapter 10 and our section today Whew. 
it's a good spot to leave off too. That's I think like, so. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, There's a part of me that kind of wanted to end it with Cortana, uh, but not enough. As I read more, I was like, okay, yeah, that not not enough happens with her just yet to yeah make that but a proper cliffhanger. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome um, little bit there where it's like. Yeah he gets pulled into another plane of existence right at the end. Cause the hospice is trying to tell him like, listen, buddy, it's yeah. not my decision to make. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't. And it's, and it, when, and now that they're actually in there, the hospice is like, I have lost control. I don't know yes. what's happening. <laughs> he is starting to panic. Uh, you feel kind of bad for him. Uh, He's like, this is a, uh, this is situation has gone above and beyond yeah. uh, where I thought it would go. Uh, and then they get pulled into a painting basically. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's what is this? Is this basically uh halo? What, what dreams may come a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's this weird, hidden from the eyes of God kind of section that they're in, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, and I don't think, and and like I said before, I don't think we've ever, there's never been a halo book. I do not believe that focuses so much on this one section. Yeah. And I think that it's, and based on that and based on how she did it with the Rubicon protocol, I mean, Kelly Gay's really good at that, at taking like a, a kind of a a less traveled place in that universe and and making it really interesting and valid. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, this is this is. I, 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 what do you think so far? I'm having a terrific time. I'm week. hooked. Uh, I want to find out more. I think it's really fascinating that this is the first Halo book that we've read. Actually, no, uh, I take that back. It's the second Halo book that we've read that. No, I untake it back. This is the first <laughs> time that we've had that so far through 10 chapters, we've had a a strict point of view yeah. with one character. Yes, like that, I, don't, are, I don't think that's ever happened. We are no. ride or die with just this guy. Um, yeah. Even in the book that uh, the, hey, the Flood um, jumped around to a few points of view from... Sure. Um, for some other characters. So yeah. I think that's, that's, it's really interesting. And, and, and that's based on Halo one. And in Halo one, you play as master chief the entire time, but in the right. adaptation, the flood, there's stuff that's not, there's non master chief stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think you're right. I think this is the only, at least the only time we've ever read anything like it's that. the only, t- it's the only one we've read. There might be others out there. I mean, there's Maybe. a thousand halo books. It's true. Um, so it's true. it might, and we're going to read all of them. So we're going to get through all of them. Don't worry. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working. Uh, on it. But yeah, I'm really liking it so far. Um, yeah, same here. And same I think here. it's, it's really painting it. I like the, and what's amazing about, uh, Kelly's writing is that you get you. I was able to kind of get caught up with all right. Well, there's this guy, this didact. He this yeah. is the shit he did, and this is the situation he's in. With that, I, I never played Halo Four. You know, no. So uh, I I agree. I think it's impressive because I'm taking the notes on this, and so when some something would come up that I wouldn't necessarily recognize. Uh, there wasn't a single time that that happened that I went and got some context for it that she didn't end up explaining it uh, <clears throat> and not necessarily in a hammer over the head kind of way. Right. Uh, 
it's just it's it's well crafted. It's it's just this is a good book. This is a good, it's a good book. book. Ripley. Good book. Hey. Hey, so they're Ripley. Yeah. Uh, well, having said all of that, Kevin, I have one last question for you, my friend. Mm. <clears throat> what are you playing? Oh, oh, okay. I I, I wasn't expecting that. Um. I know. I know. I'm putting you on the spot <laughs> as always. Okay. So what am I playing? Uh, I have been playing a lot of Persona 5 Royal. Lovely. The game, I got it. I got Persona 5 Royal when it came out in, so Persona 5 was like 2016. I want to say the Royal version came out in like 2018. I might be wrong. Um, uh, But I got it when it came out. I was like, ah, I I haven't played uh, a, a any persona games the style looks kind of neat i like the music let's give it a shot i played a little bit and i was at my computer and uh when i played it and just didn't really click with me um Mm -hmm. so years go by and i just kind of like polished off a bunch of games um I'm, i'm actually playing a few right now for um uh for some new bullet time episodes that are gonna be coming up this year uh so you know look out for that but i've been playing a bunch and i've been be- i've beaten a bunch um and i've beaten a, a few big games on my own list that and i was kind of like looking for something else to play and i didn't so i saw percent of five royals sitting there it's like oh, i'll give it another shot fired it up uh started playing and now it is totally clicked the key difference is i'm playing it on my steam deck ah yeah and yeah. and something about the per- persona 5 or Persona 5R, uh, it just really, it's really good as a handheld game. It's really mm-hmm. good as a, mo- as a as a game that you can just sit, you know, you have you have the TV on, you got some, some home renovation show up on, it's, you know, nine o'clock at night, you're just trying to wind down, you got Persona playing, it's good. Um, and there's a lot of neat things about, uh, about it that make it good for somebody like me who uh i'll be playing and be like all right yeah yeah hurry i i, I want to get through this and yeah. like sometimes there'll be there'll be these these bits where your character's just talking back and forth and and i'll be like yeah i get the gist and you can hit a button and you just fast forward to the rest of the scene yes which which was not as i recall in the original uh version of it which i played on ps4 i had to sit through like an hour and a half of goddamn <laughs> anime exposition and it's a miracle I did it. Did so, you beat yeah. Persona 5? No, I, I put an obscene amount of time into it, but that's how big that game is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've actually been fiddling with it on my Switch lately, too. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Did you, do you do you have the original or the or royal on your switch? Royal, royal. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got I've got the original on my PlayStation Four, but uh, it was on sale or something. Uh, and you know, with all the moves and stuff going on, I was like, maybe that would be a good thing just yeah. to have on the switch while I'm getting shit packed and stuff like that. And I can confirm that it is a pretty terrific thing to have on a handheld. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I think it's something that I'll probably. At this point, now that they have completed the re-releases of the, basically of the Persona game, the only three Persona games people ever talk about, which is three, right. four, and five. Right. Uh, you know, as as of this recording, it was like a month ago that Persona Three Reloaded came out, and uh, last year they did Persona Four, or two years ago they did Persona Four Golden, which mm-hmm. is like the 
the royal version of of four and uh, all that. So I think I'm gonna get into that. Probably I'll probably play the other two Persona Five games first. Right. Um, I know there's another there's Strikers and there's um, there's a Tactics. Uh, yes. Persona yes. Five game. Yeah. So I think the good. I never played any of the other Personas, but I think the the, the good thing about it is that they are all kind of. Uh, self-contained stories and that sort of thing. Yeah, so they all have... Out. It's a it's a same... Kind of like the same hook with, like, the right. masks and all that stuff, or the personas and, and the... and. But, yeah, they're all their... It's their own... They're their own deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been something I've been playing. Um, what else have I been playing? So... Uh, we have our upcoming episodes for Bullet Time, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't. Want, I'm not going to get too much into them uh, on this show, just because. Yeah, there'll I'm be plenty that. to talk about. With there'll that. be plenty to talk about on Bullet Time, uh, but I have played uh, High on Life. Um, ah, okay. Interesting game. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, I have been playing Atomic Heart. Okay. Um, I have also been playing. What what have I been? What else have I played? And is that and your first for, time playing Atomic Heart, by the way? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. I, I kind of I, I don't know why I had it in my head. Well, I know why I had it in my head that you had already played that, but I'm it, I mean, it's a it's a Bioshocky you know uh, game. It's it, but you're instead of you know under the sea, you're in kind of like a communist utopia that gets overrun yeah. by robots. Yeah. It just struck me as something you would enjoy. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. I. It has, like, real moments of gold and then real moments of, eh, this could have been baked a little bit longer. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think I've heard basically that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's good to know. Okay. Uh, we also are going to be, we got Scorn coming up. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, have a lot of. Oh boy! Oh, buddy, tune into that episode. <laughs> listen, listen to my thoughts on Scorn. I got. Oh yeah. I got a. I got a. I got so much. I got bags of thoughts on Scorn. Uh, <laughs> mostly very angry. Um, sure. I remember that one. I remember I wanted to play that one. And normally, even if you don't like a game, or if, you know, I'll, I'll still give it a shot. And the, the, your visceral reaction. Uh, to that game was such that I was like, oh, maybe I really ought to. Yeah, okay, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. And hey, if you love Scorn uh, and you're annoyed at me for not liking it, well, guess what? Go listen to the episode of Bullet Time that I will be on discussing it, and then you can hear my full, unadulterated thoughts there because it's uh, it's it's going to be a thing. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, Redfall. Which I have not. Oh, I've, okay, I've yeah. dabbled a little bit in it. I, I, I need to play more of it uh, for the show. But it's uh, Redfall is interesting. It's you know it's made by Arcane, and when you mm-hmm. start it up, it feels like oh this feels like an Arcane game. I mean they're one of your babies. Yeah, so they're one of my yeah. big ones. And then you start keep playing it, and you're like, oh, this feels like a. At some point, an executive was like, make it a live services game. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Really? That happened, huh? Wild. Uh, 
Yeah, mm. wild how that happens. In this um, day and age, that's strange. In this, in this economy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. But the next game uh, I, I, I'll i talk about at length is, uh, is because uh, that's not for bullet time, is a game that I've become recently obsessed with as of yesterday. Um, by the time this episode comes out, the game will be available for purchase. I've been playing the demo uh, that was released during Steam Next Fest. It is a game called Balatro, B-A-L-A-T-R-O. It is a poker roguelike. Oh, oh, uh, you have my attention. Okay. <laughs> what you're doing is you're playing basically, uh, a, a, you're playing against um, a bet, right? So let's say the first round is the small blind and it's you have to win 300 chips and each hand that you can play, so two pair, three of a kind, um, has a number of chips that it earns by default okay. and a multiplier. So let's say two of a kind, a pair, is uh, 20 chips times two, right? Okay. So if you play that, you'll get you'll, you'll get at least 40 chips. And then on top of that, let's say it's a pair of tens. So each 10 is plus 10 chips. So it becomes 40 times two, and you get 80 chips, right? Okay, okay. So that's kind of like the gist is like you're, uh, and the higher, the better hand you have as you go up, like three of a kind, flush, uh, straight flush, royal flush, etc. the higher the chips, the deep, the, the chips and the multiplier is. So you earn more money. Okay, yeah. The twist is during the course of your run, you'll have times where you can take the money that you earn from winning against the small and big blinds, and you can go into a shop and you can buy jokers. And the jokers add little abilities to your to your hand. So oh, some jokers okay. will say for every uh, diamond that you have in your hand, in your, that is scored in your hand, you get a multiplier of plus two. So your multiplier goes up, you know, uh, say you have two diamonds, it goes plus two, plus two. Um, right. So then your multiplier is like times six or whatever. And then there's ones where it, there's a there's one that, that's like a Joker misprint and it keeps like glitching out and it changes the multiplier that it has every like two seconds. So what it like when you hit play is is what you get. Um. <laughs> That's so weird, and I really want to play this. That sounds so. Go really download the demo. Go yeah. download, and once we get off the call, go download the demo. Also, okay. So there's jokers. That's those are like your permanent status effects, right? Okay, sure. Then you have your consumable cards, and do you know what the consumable cards are based on? What? Tarot. Oh, that's funny. Okay, okay. So you'll have you have the two two consumable slots, and you'll have a you'll have a tarot card that says uh, turn three cards into hearts. So if you're trying to get like a a flush or something like that, uh, or you need a flush for something, you can be like, all right, I'm gonna select these cards. 
use my consumable tarot card that turns them into hearts. And now I have a flush and I can play a flush. <laughs> I, I can't believe it's taken so long for this to be developed. <laughs> I feel like this should have been done a while back. This is crazy. This sounds like, this sounds like a lot Are of fun. Are you looking at it? Are you looking at the, yeah. uh, the yeah. oh, it's, the it's and it's the game's a vibe, man. The that the, is so funny. the art and the the I'm seeing uh, all the different jokers here. This is crazy. The, uh, there's so many different jokers. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Um, so I I implore you get the demo, and then on February 20th, which is uh, the day before this episode comes out. Mm -hmm. Go go out there, get Bellatro, support indie developers, uh, especially in a time when uh, the games industry is uh, not in a great space. No. So yeah, get all the indie games you can. That's that's all there is to it. I think that's honestly kind of the moral of uh, of Bullet Time in a way. Yeah. yeah. Support indie games. Uh, yeah. Every chance you get. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, Phil, uh, that's that's what I've been playing. Um, what have you been playing? Well, uh, the most important and, and time-consuming game that I've been playing in the past few months is called Move Your Home, Cat's Wife, and Newborn Son 400 Miles Away 3000. Uh, there is no <laughs> platform for it. Uh, it is a handheld game, but not very convenient. Uh, and uh, that one's the main thing I've been doing, but... Uh, I have also, uh, I have been playing some games. Um, I, I tore through the first act of Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader, finally, uh, because you're insufferable and you gifted me that game. Yes. Uh, and it is, it's pretty terrific. I will say, uh, I, I, I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the universe. Uh, I like the system. Having said all that, at this point, I really need to, after about 20 hours of that, I, I started to realize, I was like, I think I need games just for now that are a little more disposable. <laughs> I can't, I was like, I can't do Baldur's Gate 3 with a, with a newborn child and a new job and, and yeah. a move. I just can't. So I, I've been loving that and I'm absolutely going to uh, return to it. Um, but the game that I probably racked up even more hours on uh, with that is a game called Luck Be a Landlord. Okay. <laughs> have you heard of this? I have not. It's so appropriate that you bring up uh, Bellatro because Luck Be a Landlord is very similar. It is also a roguelike gambling sim, uh, but it is slots. Uh, it's super lo-fi. You can get it on your, uh, you can get it, I think you can get it on Steam, but I got it on my phone for about five bucks. And you are... A person, a tenant, and your landlord uh, has uh, given you a place, not given you, uh, but you're living in this place, and it has a slot machine in it, and you are playing the slots uh, to pay the landlord back, and the oh amount of rent God. you owe changes, and every turn is, uh, every pull of the slot is a day. Uh, so if the, you owe the landlord 50 bucks in seven days, so you need to earn that 50 bucks uh, through the slots, and every turn you get uh, to add another symbol to the slot machine, and every now and then you get to add uh, items that f function similar to what you're talking about, I think, with Jokers, where it's like there's a big uh, uh, change and different uh, 
different uh, uh, symbols react differently to each other. Like, for example, if you get a milk and a cat next to each other, uh, the cat consumes the milk and you get bonuses. Uh, a fun... <laughs> It's, it's actually very addictive. There are 20 floors. I beat it all the way up to the 20th floor. And, uh, and I think, and it is a, a deeply anti-capitalist game and very funny. Uh, and it's not even subtle about it either. Um, it, everything from, uh, you know, just between rounds, you are, you interact with like this underground group that like gives you bonuses and stuff to help you fight back about against that capitalist pig, your landlord. Um, and also to like one of the symbols you can get is a billionaire. Uh, and the billionaire, uh, does not give you any money. Uh, but it, but it increases the value of, uh, wine and cheese that it happens to <laughs> land next to. Uh, so itself, it, it is not worth anything, but it can increase the value of those. And, but you can get an item called the guillotine that will, uh, automatically consume all billionaires and give you money in exchange for them. <laughs> it's um, amazing. It's, it's so warped and silly and, and, uh, and it's just really easy to play a round or two of it in five or 10 minutes. Uh, and I think I still, I put 20 hours or so into Rogue Trader. I'm pretty sure I put more into Luck Be a Landlord. Yeah. Uh, it is a, it is a super fun game. It's really funny. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely worth a play. Um, I've also been playing now, this will be gone by the time, um, I, uh, uh, this episode goes up, but I'm going to bring it up for a specific reason. I've been playing the challenge of the month on Civ six, uh, civilization six is, uh, they've been doing these challenges that are limited time scenarios that last roughly a month. And, uh, they're very specific. It's kind of similar to what they've been doing where you have different modes and isn't just sure. building up a civilization. And these are kind of limited time things. And this one was called robot revolution and you play Canada and uh, you are in a desolate wasteland with a bunch of other people, uh, other civilizations and giant killer death robots uh, uh, roam the countryside <laughs> and you have to build up a civilization in this shitty world. Um, That's amazing. And, and you can't really fight back against them. The best you can do is kind of defend yourself. Sure. Um, but uh, one of the big uh, goals is to have as many hockey rinks as possible, it seems, ah. uh, because it's just a great way to get your culture up there and to beat everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's a fun game for me to play because, like, when I'm unloading boxes and stuff like that, I can, like, do a turn and then go and unload some shit from a box and come back yeah. and do a turn. Yeah. So that's been really good for that. Um that's basically let me see that anything yeah that's basically been it I I, 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 I tucked a little bit into uh, persona 5 uh, myself on my switch I think I need to get back to that yeah because um, that's just it was really fun on the handheld there's something um, really satisfying about yeah, that game yeah and that uh, will last you forever especially uh, when you're you're like and it's also not that bad for short stints you know yeah no uh, it's really not. It, it does it does a pretty good job especially when if you're doing a palace it's basically yeah your your main goal if you're just, if you only have a little time to play is get save room to save room you know yeah yeah that's pretty much uh, it and that's and that's all you need to do and yeah that 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 that's a game that'll last you for the rest of your damn life uh, on, a, <laughs> on a handheld so there's like a hundred goddamn hours of play in that thing um so i really do need to get back into that one but that's that's been me 
So awesome. That's, that's my games. That's been Phil, and that'll be the episode. Uh, so thanks so much for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. In fact, I'm really recommending Instagram right now because yes. we're going to have so much content on Instagram for you to visually feast your eyes on. Yes. Uh, so go ahead, do that. Also follow us on Blue Sky at Pod. Just put it in there. You'll find us. You'll Best find places us. to find us. Um, and with that, uh, just have a lovely good night, everybody. I'm so happy I'm back. Yay! Yay!